0: Love Talk
1: Radio.
0: You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, January nineteenth, twenty sixteen, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-hosts Lavendar and Anastasia. If you've noticed problems with communications, computers, and electronics, Mercury retrograde will be over soon, so it's uh, on the 25th. It'll go direct again, and things should be straightening out, so just hang in there. The next Pleiadian lineup will be in May of 2016, and we do have a few spots left for our ninth Starseed Crystal Quest to Arkansas, which starts May 15th through the 21st. This is a reunion of a particular soul family, which we call the crystal soul family, and it's identified by having at least one of these six star markings, either natal or progressed, 25, 26, or 27 degrees in Taurus, Scorpio, Aquarius, Leo, Capricorn, and Cancer. This soul group has the rites of passage where crystals are concerned, and when they come together in Arkansas, it seems magical. If you feel the call of the crystals but aren't sure if you have the markings, I'll be glad to take a quick look at your charts and let you know if you do. Just send me your complete birth info, include the date, the exact time of birth, the place of birth, as well as your current location, and write to crystals, that's plural, crystals, at starseedhotline.com. Our guest this evening is returning to our show to share more about her work with the infinity wave. Pope Fitzgerald has been on her spiritual path since 1976 and for the past 20 years has been facilitating higher guidance for others using her many intuitive gifts. Then in 2010, she was given a vision of a 10th dimensional energetic tool that she now calls the infinity wave. If you're on our show page, you can see the image of this, but if you're just listening um, in another way, imagine a figure eight of flowing water spiraling through the pattern. Hope will be explaining this in more detail, as well as tell us about her adventures since she last visited with us. Her website is we-infinity.com, and she also serves as Director of Curriculum and is a faculty member of godself.com. At the top of the show, it'll be the Starseed News with Anastasia, bringing topics of interest to Starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream media. And we'd like to thank Vanya and Fiona for hosting the Switchboard this evening. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com where you can be with like-minded people. And we always thank Tammy for her dedication to our forum you can download our show podcast on iTunes or right from our Blog Talk radio episode page using the cloud with an arrow on it icon. We'd appreciate your support of our show, and you can do that by clicking follow on our show page here at Blog Talk, and you'll get our weekly show notices so you know what's coming up. The toll-free number for our StarseedHotline.com is 888 is eight 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 one zero eight eight one. The Stage 1 Starseed Confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. Remote healing sessions for people and pets are also available with Tammy. And if you have a birthday coming up, don't miss out on your 10 hours of power. You can find out when it happens by requesting your solar return timing. And if you want a stage two interpretation of that chart, please order it at least two or three months ahead of time to make sure you get it before your ten hours. So first this evening, I would like to introduce Anastasia with the Starseed News. Hello, Anastasia. Well, she just dropped off the switchboard. See what I mean about Mercury retrograde? Golly. Um well, she'll call right back in, I'm quite sure. Um, well, speaking of Mercury retrograde, uh, if you haven't really looked into that on the Internet, I'll just give you the the quick version. And while we're waiting, oh, well, <laughs> Anastasia's back, so let me just give you the really quick version. And um, hi, Anastasia. I'm going to just say a little bit more about Mercury retrograde because I wasn't <coughs> sure you were going to back in as quickly as
2: you did. Yeah, but Well, I
3: had a computer crash just as I was thinking about how well Mercury retrograde has gone for me this time. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah, go ahead and talk, and I'll get well, myself pulled together here.
2: Okay. Well,
0: when Mercury goes retrograde, it affects anything electrical, and that's not only computers and electronic devices, but your brain computer as well. Sometimes you just... You glitch out. You can't remember something or you think you heard something and then it was really something else. Um, Communications can be uh, affected by this. The main thing to uh, remember about Mercury retrograde is that you often have to redo, reevaluate, replan, reschedule, RE, RE, everything. So it will be over soon so we can get back to normal here.
3: Well, okay. I'm just kind of I'm just kind of chuckling at that because I might have to redo redesign the news <laughs> find so yeah, so anyway, <laughs> here we go, guys
2: um, You're set the to
3: go? I... huh what's that? are you set to go yeah, I'm set to go, I'm set to go okay uh, <laughs> I'm <gonna> say it's <laughs> it's on the last air- second. Freak depending on where it turns around
0: and where that falls in your chart, can also give you a little bit more of an indication of what areas would
3: be the most affected.
0: And mm. now it's Anastasia and the Seed News. Take it away, girl.
3: Thank you. I'm glad I was able to get back to you. It was in the nick of time here, so that's all good. We're good. Anyway, the solar activity right now is pretty, uh, they say, pretty low. The sunspots that are out there don't have much potential for for any major activity, so that seems to be fairly quiet. We've had some weak electromagnetic uh, showers and stuff, enough to cause auroras, but no big deal. But there is really something big coming up in the sky, you guys, and that is that Mercury... Venus, Saturn, Mars, and Jupiter all are going to align for the first time in a decade. It's going to give us a really rare celestial show. That's right, Mercury, Venus, Saturn, Mars, and Jupiter will all be visible from Earth when they appear in a diagonal row before dawn tomorrow morning. Now, a lot of us are going to be under some winter weather and be cloudy. We may not be able to see that. But for those of you who are going to have clear skies, oh, please do try to catch that. They say it's the first time that the five bright planets, so-called as they can actually be seen with the naked eye, have aligned in such a way for more than 10 years. And this will continue every early morning up until February 20th. So if we don't see it tomorrow morning, we've got a chance to see it uh, almost for an entire month, and that is really cool. Scientists are calling this the quirk of the universe because they say that the planets are on different yearly cycles and their alignment is something that's really worth seeing now jupiter will rise first followed by red mars uh... saturn which is going to have a golden hue to it the brightest planet of all which is venus and lastly in that line will be mercury now they say exact timings will vary each day and depend on of course where you're located you can check that out on the on the internet spaceweather.com will have some information about that other uh, websites will tell you uh... how to find it according to your location Uh, Uh, What's also interesting about this, in addition, is that the waning moon will sweep past the planets uh, from the 27th of January to the 6th of February. So that's really cool. Now, the next time the planets will align uh, align to be in this way, excuse me, will be in the evening sky from August 13th to uh, 19th. But then Mercury and Venus are going to be really low in the sky, so we probably won't be able to see them on the northern hemisphere. So if you want to get this all in a row right now, this is the time to do it. Tomorrow morning up until the uh, 20th of February, I saw photos of what that should look like on the internet and it looks very beautiful so those of you that are high latitudes uh maybe up in montana where you've got all those clear skies wow that's going to be quite a sight so i encourage you to check out where to what direction to look in according to where you live and go find that and wow if you've got a good camera take some pictures of that too all right well also in space we have uh, learned that the International Space Station, for the first time ever, has made a flower bloom in space. And they say this brings cosmic explorers one step closer to growing other flowering plants in space, like tomatoes, which NASA wants to do by 2018. Now, on Saturday, the American astronaut Scott Kelly announced that he got a bright-colored zinnia to blossom. Now, this is a big accomplishment. There was a picture of that on the Internet, and you know what? That was a pretty nice-looking flower. But less than a month ago, these zinia plants, they said, were moldy and shriveled. uh, But they came out of it and managed to produce a bloom. And they say that the uh, space mold was advantageous because researchers are interested in that. So they collected it and froze it so that it can be returned to Earth for study. So not only did they get a flower, but they got to study some space mold. But isn't that something, a flower blooming in space? That's really remarkable. It's an orange zinia, by the way. I know we have zinia lovers out there. I'm quite fond of them. It was very pretty. And I can imagine being up in space on a space station so far from Earth and having a flower bloom right before you. Would that ever be comforting? A little bit of green in a real live Mm -hmm. plant would just be just a beautiful thing. Reminds me of that old
0: saying, bloom where you're planted.
3: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Yes, and the little old zinnia managed to do that. Isn't that something? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Well, we had so much good news for Starseed News this week. I just couldn't possibly include all of it in here. You know, I always have to just put in the highlights, but there is just so much going on. I say that every week, don't I? I just think we ought to start a Starseed News show somewhere um, and, and cover news because there's just so much happening. Of course... None of us have time or ability to do that, but one of the interesting stories that came out this week was that they have developed a breath sensor which can detect cancer from a person's breath. And uh, they say that they can send this data to a smartphone and it will make self-checks possible. They say the invention will cause a revolution in cancer treatment, of course, where early detection is critical, and this was discovered in Japan. The Japanese did that. So that's a really remarkable thing, and and sending the data to a smartphone, wow, that's just wild. And uh, also, this is a complex story. I'm going to try to break this down for you as easily as I can. I really had to do a lot of heavy editing to this, and I'll probably even edit it more right now. Uh, In science and in genetics, it used to be thought impossible that the body cells can transfer genetic information directly into sperm cells. Well, there's a revolutionary new study that reveals that the core tenet of classical genetics is absolutely false and, in fact, that what we do in this life, our diet, our mindset, our chemical exposures, directly, directly impacts the DNA and the health of future generations. Now, this is a paradigm-shifting new study, and it's going to overturned many tenets of classical genetics. What they're saying is is that, well, they used to say that it took hundreds of thousands of years for genetic information to be transferred through the germline of a species, German egg, uh, in order to affect generations to follow. That it was a gradual, tedious, very slow process. Uh, that if, you know, uh we get in toxins in our body and that it takes a long, long time for this to transfer to the species at large and perhaps cause genetic mutations or alterations. Now they have discovered that in actuality that cells make real-time changes. Uh, this is unheard of before. It's not passed down in the traditional way that they thought. Um, the inheritance of traits also can be uh, occur in real time changes uh, in, with the, under the basis of this study now this, has, this study has uncovered a novel mechanism through which somatic to germline transmission of gen- genetic information occurs. somatic is a body cell a germline is a sperm and an egg uh, that kind of transmission of of uh, genetic information so essentially this means folks that your body cells average body cells, take any body cell, that are continually affected by your nutritional, environmental lifestyle, and even your mind, body processes, these cells, regular old cells, can transfer genetic information to the DNA and (laughs) that your moment-to-moment decisions, your behaviors, experiences, all of that can alter the biological destinies of your offspring and their offspring stretching into the distant future. So this is a a major discovery. It's just mind-blowing. And you know what? In shamanism... Uh, the beliefs are held that the deeds of ancestors can have effects on our lives and that what we do uh, for positive or not positive carries forward seven generations into the future. Well, you know, people used to foo-foo that. But now, with these new studies, uh, we can begin to see that shamanism had has roots of truth in it that science had not yet discovered. And essentially what this means is that uh, everything that we do uh, moment by moment, uh, can affect our, our genes, can affect the children that come to us, and can affect our bodies in a very direct way. Now, I'm kind of telling the choir about this or preaching to the choir about this because all of you are quite uh, expert at working with your genes, your genetics, your DNA, your consciousness. That's probably not news to you, but it is definitely news to science. And that, of course, is a very basic overview of a very complicated topic, but I did want to pass that along. I think that's very important information for you all to know that science is substantiating what spirituality has been talking about for quite a long time.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: All right, well, in Colorado, the city of Grand Junction is being very innovative. It's making huge strides to reinvent their wastewater industry. Uh, you wouldn't believe what they're doing. Uh, They are processing 8 million gallons of human waste into renewable natural gas, also known as biomethane. Now, the renewable natural gas, or biomethane, is now being used to fuel about 40 fleet vehicles for the city, including garbage trucks, street sweepers, dump trucks, and buses. And they say this is possible through a process called anaerobic digestion, and that breaks down organic matter into something called raw biogas. Well, they collect that biogas, and they upgrade it to uh, uh, pipeline-quality uh, gas, and they can use that for electricity, heat, or transportation fuel. Isn't that something? They say that's not new in the United States. They've been using it by other other places have been using it to produce electricity, but uh, Grand Junction is doing a big deal here by taking their wastewater collectively and using it to fuel their city needs. So that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Yeah. Ariel, everybody, they have Mm -hmm. discovered a brand-new dinosaur. It is enormous. It's the biggest dinosaur ever to be shown at the American Museum of Natural History. They're going to unveil that. Uh, They did unveil that on Friday. It was discovered in Patagonia, and it is called the titanosaur. It lived 100 million years ago. Now, researchers dug up those bones in a desert area of Patagonia and uh, after a farmer found what he thought were fossils. Now, they put this dinosaur together. They actually articulated it after... They made uh, casts of the bones. This isn't actually the bones that they're displaying. They made castings of these bones, and then they articulated them and put them in the Museum of Natural History. And it's 122 feet long. It stands 20 feet tall. It probably weighed 70 tons. It's about the same size as 10 African elephants. Its thigh bone is nearly 8 feet long. Now, they show pictures of this on the Internet. There are three men standing at the base of this dinosaur. They look like ants. Oh my. and with And it, with its neck elevated, they said the titanosaur would have been tall enough to peer into the window of a five-story building. Now, the titanosaur is not its official name. It will get an official name at some point. They'll make it sound something that we can't pronounce, but that's <laughs> sort of the... That's sort of the pet name that we're giving it, the titanosaur. So if you're interested in uh, dinosaurs, check that out. Do you know that they are uncovering so many new varieties of dinosaurs? Uh, Just they're finding all kinds of new uh, species uh, all over the world. That's just fascinating stuff. Well, if you will recall, a week or so ago, I talked about Flint, Michigan's water, Uh, being uh, contaminated with lead, how the public is all uh, in arms about that, uh, really upset with the politicians, um, demanding recall and perhaps imprisonment and and all that. Well, in the news just a few days ago was that Flint's water is not the only problem uh, facing the residents of Michigan. There has been sort of an uproar on Twitter and maybe some other social media sites where the school's teachers of Detroit are posting photographs online of the conditions of the school rooms uh, uh, for students in Detroit. They say that the students in these Detroit schools are trying to learn while they're breathing in black mold and they're sitting in classrooms filled with buckets that are catching toilet water that's leaking through the ceiling, and that's not even the worst part. There are dead rodents, no heat, uh, broken water pipes, um, uh, metal sticking out of the ground, where small children go into the bathrooms and there's rebar and stuff sticking up. The photographs are horrendous, and um, the... I guess the teacher, something happened, perhaps a, perhaps a shift in consciousness, as we see happening so often now. They got a neck full, and they decided that if the public could see these pictures, maybe somebody would start doing something about it. So and, and perhaps the situation in Flint with the uproar over the lead-laced water uh, induced them also. Maybe it's sort of a mini revolt. But the teacher started posting these uh, pictures uh, for the public to see. And um, now, of course... Everybody knows about it, and uh, that's a good thing. When you look at those pictures, though, you just really have to shake your head and say, wow. So that's what's going on. But people are starting to do something about that, which is good. And if you live in Michigan and your children go to school there, I'm sure you're familiar with this. And um, good luck getting that turned around. Well, in Egypt, they have done some scans, or they're planning on some scans of the Great Pyramid. Uh, The ones that they have already done have revealed brand-new anomalies. Uh, They have begun to scan the pyramids with really innovative technologies, and they have found that there are thermal points of interest that they found on the northern facade of the Great Pyramid at Giza and they also have uh, found it on the west face of the Red Pyramid in Dashur. Now, they've had a three-month project going on to scan four pyramids that are more than 4,500 years old. Certainly they are. And uh, scheduled to last a year, the project is called Scan Pyramids, and it uses infrared thermography, muon radiography, 3D reconstruction to identify the presence of unknown internal instruc- uh, internal structures and cavities inside the pyramids won't that be fascinating i am wondering how forthcoming they will be to share that with the public but uh, you know in this day and age with all of this technology certainly there shouldn't be any secrets about what's under the ground or even what's in the pyramid or what's under the sphinx the question is will they tell us They've told us they're studying it. Now let's see if they share the data with the public. It will be interesting to see. So just mark that. This is going to go on for a year. So we'll see if a year from now we get any information out of that. And in the South Pacific, we had a six-point magnitude earthquake that occurred just uh, just yesterday. And there's a brand-new volcano in Russia that's blowing up again. Now I've talked to you before about the Chemkutka, Chemkot- Kamchatka Peninsula, sorry, but uh, today uh, the Zupanovsky volcano (laughs) in the far eastern Kamchatka Peninsula uh, released ash to the height of five miles above sea level after it's been quiet for a couple of months. So that that, uh, peninsula is really active, and this is a different volcano than the one I've been talking about recently in uh, Russia going off. And there's been heavy snowfall all across the world. It's just been a really tough winter. Uh, for instance, in Japan, heavy snow in eastern and northeastern Japan just wreaked havoc with transportation systems. And it injured, or at least I should, the snow, not the snow directly, but the weather conditions, caused about 250 injuries on mon- in yesterday uh... in central tokyo because they got a bunch of snow they say forty people were sent to hospitals and another thirty were reported injured and they said the police and fire departments were going crazy trying to help people Now japan is pretty crowded as we well know it's really overpopulated so i suppose a bit of snow in a climate like that down low in the metropolitan areas could cause a lot of chaos and indeed that's what happened and in romania and bulgaria heavy snowfall and strong winds closed Romania's black Sea ports and shut dozens of roads, while snor- snowstorms and torrential rains cut electricity to hundreds of towns in Bulgaria. Now, the blizzards and the snowdrifts hampered traffic in northern Bulgaria with many roads closed, and it led to uh, declarations of states of emergency, but uh, serious winter conditions also hit Turkey, Greece, Romania, and Serbia. These are all neighboring nations to Bulgaria, and they were all in a bad state in the last couple of days with their extreme weather. So I have a quote for you to end uh, the news program today. I like it very much. It comes from the uh, Vampire Lestat by Anne Rice, and I will quote it for you. Very few beings really seek knowledge in this world. Few really ask. On the contrary, they try to wring from the unknown the answers they have already shaped in their own minds, justifications, confirmations, forms of consolation with which without which they can't go on to really ask is to open the door to a whirlwind. The answer may annihilate the question and the questioner, and that's a pretty profound quote because in my work, I have discovered that a lot of times. We don't ask the right questions, therefore we don't get the answers. So let's go forward this week remembering that it's always wise to try to formulate and come up with the right question. That is going to get the answers that you need. It may not be the answer you want, but it's going to be the answer you need. Well, that's all for tonight's news. Thank you, Ariel. I'm, I'm glad that it recovered at the last minute, and all is well, so... Looking forward to tonight's show. (laughs) And I'll be glad when Mercury goes direct. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
3: It seems it seems like every every Mercury retrograde Anastasia has a complaint about something technical, so (laughs) (laughs) every time. And I thought I was going to get through this period without any. It's it's really funny. You would have been laughing had you watched me. I was thinking, wow, yes, it's it's still retrograde. It's it's uh, soon to go direct, and you know I haven't had a bit of problem. And then Capowie,
2: <laughs> it's
3: hysterical. All right. Well, uh, I wish you all a wonderful week, and we'll talk again next week. Okay. Well, thanks so
0: much for the Starseed News, Anastasia. You we bet.
3: It. You bet.
0: So I am going to um, bring Lavendar and our guest, Hope Fitzgerald, online here in just a second. And um, Lavendar, your mic is open, and Hope, I'm coming to yours next. Okay, we're good to go. Hope, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you so much. I just love the news report from Anastasia. So great.
0: Well, yeah, you know, it really gives you um, information that you just wouldn't know, and she spends a lot of time... Um, searching and putting this together so we really appreciate her hard work and effort so Lavender, are you there?
2: I'm here
4: okay great
2: so Hope you there girl?
4: yes hi hi. Okay.
2: Ah, so I'm so glad to have you back on I know that you have some new things to tell us so why don't you just kind of bring us up to date on what's been happening since we last talked
4: Ah, sure. I'd love to. So, just to kind of refresh people's memory, if they haven't uh, listened about the Infinity Wave uh, from last September, uh, just to let everybody know, it's an it's a an energetic tool, um, tenth dimensional, so very purified. It's a standing number eight, made of flowing water, and inherent in that flowing water. Are these purified uh qualities of love and compassion, and I always say, and other trace minerals now this is a tool that we can use on a daily basis. I call it the daily wave to help our lives become more smooth and easy and um and kind of blessed in a way it feels it feels very good you're in flow um but it can also be used for. A deeper purpose, for instance, if a person is wishing to take the next step on their evolutionary path, um, this energetic can help to ease the way, as we know when we decide to take a leap like that, or we are pushed to take a leap like that um Anything that can help is is a good thing. So um, the infinity wave really uh, buoys one along, even through the rough patches. It doesn't mean that it isn't difficult at times and there aren't challenges. It just means that we can flow through more easily. And also, I think, receive the lessons more quickly um, and more profoundly so that once the lessons are learned, they're truly learned, and we get to move on to the next evolutionary leap.
2: So, so let me ask you about this infinity wave. Is this something you visualize or it's something you hold? Can you uh, explain a little bit more about how to integrate what you're saying to make it workable? Sure.
4: So basically, it one uses one's imagination. And okay. As your beautiful star seeds know, the imagination is quite powerful and way more than just a, a little liberty gibbety thing. You know, it's it's a very very important aspect of our of our beings. When we imagine, for instance, if if you just close your eyes and you imagine that running from the from the neck from your neck down through your body to your sacrum, there's a figure eight. So it's basically held in your torso. So just imagine you have a figure eight in there. And then now turn that figure eight into a flowing, watery stream. Now, quite often people go, oh, I can feel that. I can feel there's movement in my torso now. Okay, great. Well, that is as easy as it comes. It's just simply this watery flow. It can be any size. It can be any color. It can be um, even multidimensional so that it looks more like an hourglass or a DNA strand. But the idea is that you have this watery figure eight sign, this infinity sign, and it can point in any direction. It can be teeny tiny and go into places that are maybe achy in your body, and you can use it in a physical way, or we can run a wave between you and me, lavender. like right now, I can imagine that there's a a figure eight between your heart and my heart, and it is connecting us in the quantum um with this watery flow and and because it feels really good to have love and compassion shared between us the level of our conversation is probably going to be at a higher frequency with that love and compassion. I love that.
2: You know, there's been times when I was down in Aruba uh, on the beach in front of the Three Sisters Rock, and I would take my hips and I would make a a figure eight. I would swing my body. You know what I'm saying, making a figure eight with your body?
4: Yes, I do. Yeah. And that's that's fantastic. And it was always
2: something that i would do and later on i realized i was resetting my harmonics it's a reset you know i don't think of it so much as healing it's just resetting every cell in my body into the the male female alignment of the of the goddess god divine feminine all at once that's what i kind of visualize it happening
5: Uh,
4: I I love that you said that because I couldn't agree more. One of the beautiful things about just the very basic geometry of the number eight, of course, the obvious one is as above, so below. So it speaks to balance. It speaks to perfect balance. But there's so many ways that we can be balanced. And one of them is the masculine and the feminine. Now, if you just imagine, okay, so let's imagine – just the number eight, and we put the feminine maybe in the top circle and the masculine in the bottom circle. Okay, so there they are, and uh, we could switch it. We could have male on top, female on the bottom. It doesn't really matter. But here's what's beautiful. Now you make the boundaries of that eight flowing water that is moving now they truly are united they truly are one and and there's sort of communication between the two uh wherever they're held in that figure eight so a big part of my work has been around this topic of the masculine and the feminine in the in the highest sense of them and in the balance between them uh within each of us seeking to find that balance so but imagine other things that we seek to have balance about. All we have to do is conjure those and and imagine.
0: Hello. I, uh, this is Ariel.
2: Uh, where'd she go?
0: I don't know. I think Mercury retrograde got her again. Hope, are you there? We can't hear you.
2: Did did um did she drop off?
0: Doesn't look like it.
2: Or she's still talking.
0: <laughs> I I don't know. Okay, don't know. But I was really getting what she was saying. Uh. Um, you know, balancing in 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 so many different applications. I'm um, I'm just wondering if I can do anything to to uh, to get her. Do microphone. you have her
2: number? Can you call her? Um, I don't have it in front of me.
0: Yeah, I do. I do. Um,
2: see if you can call her. and. Uh,
0: okay, just hang on a second. Let me try something first.
2: Okay.
4: Hello? Hello? Are you Hello? there? Are you- yes, I'm here.
2: What happened? Okay. Can you hear me?
4: Uh, well, uh, as I
0: said, mercury retrograde seemed to have stuck in there and uh we didn't hear you for about two minutes.
4: Oh goodness. <laughs> okay.
0: Um Yeah, all I did was turn your mic off and then back on again and there you
4: were. So um I I I could hear you guys but uh okay. Well where was I? <laughs>
0: well you were talking about how the balance can be used for anything. Uh you were talking about the masculine and feminine but it, there were so many other ways that it could be used for balance and that's when we lost
1: you.
4: Okay, okay, perfect. So just to you know, just to follow up on that, um that that anything that we feel might be out of balance, we can invite the infinity wave to come in and harmonize. As you said, Lavendar, you're harmonizing and, and the wave definitely does that with different different aspects of ourselves a place where we might be feeling a little bumpy sometimes for instance people have challenges with their power you know how 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 to be graceful in their power or how to put the power on but not you know go on an ego trip or whatever we can just invite the infinity wave to come in and harmonize all that it 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 raises our vibrations up And it sort of allows us to navigate from a different place. So does that explain it a little better?
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah. So I know that um, you have been um, noticing changes that are happening uh, on on a daily basis, and one of the things that's happening is the information that's coming out over the Internet from different people. And I noticed that you have been tracking David Wilcock with his interview with Corey Good, and I watched it some time ago, and uh, it really riveted me. So I'd like for you at this time to give our audience a little um, introduction to this work and how you have been able to track it to your work.
4: Sure, sure. I'd love to. So. um I was watching on Gaia TV, and I've followed David Wilcock for a number of years. I think he's just a fascinating and very intelligent person, and um, and he, somebody all Starseed should probably check out at one point or another. Um, what really struck me is when I found him in his conversation with, with this man, Corey Goode, now, I won't go into all the things they talk about, but Corey Goode is the most demure, uh, soft-spoken man. I mean, not flashy at all, not, not an egocentric person, um, very low-key. And he is doing something that's totally out of his comfort zone. Sitting down and talking with David Wilcock is probably the least, you know, they get along well, but, you know, it's not his style to to be in the center of attention. Let's put it that way. But he's doing it as a service, and I believe this man, when I listen to him and watch him, I believe uh, that he is in service, and so is David.
2: Yeah, I agree with so, that.
4: Right? There's a tone, there's a note in, in their conversations that you just very rarely hear, and, and it's absolutely beautiful. So, uh, Corey is talking about the secret space program that has been going on for much, much longer than all of us uh, imagine, and he speaks from a place of having been brought up in it uh, from the time he was a child. Um, His intelligence, his recollection of many details is just mind-blowing, um, and it's over the course of it's two seasons now on on that show, of uh, I think, don't think they're weekly, but may, uh, definitely monthly interviews. Over the course of the time, he's he's sort of filled in the past, and now he's talking about the present and and where things stand. And I will I'm not going to go in too far into the the actual space program and all of that. I I really just encourage everybody to. Uh, check it out. But here's what really, <laughs> the day this happened, I i was just one of those moments. I was listening, and he was suddenly talking about these massive waves that are coming from galactic center and, and coming up to our uh, solar system and how they are causing uh, – you know they could if they weren't checked, they could cause us to basically um all evolve in an instant, but not very comfortably and what what our our helpers in the solar system or star system, the ones who are the good guys have placed these huge spheres. Out on the edges of our solar system to buffer these waves. Now, the reason that this was important to me is because my very first vision in 2010 uh, that had to do with the that led to the infinity wave. The very first vision was of a giant wall of water. It was a giant wave. I mean, many, many, many stories high. And it was quite beautiful, did not feel threatening, but the message there with it was there is a big wave that is going to be pushing uh, around the planet, and it is going to cause evolution. And, And if you resist this wave, this push of evolution, it will be much harder for you. So, you know, learn to surf, learn to swim with this energy push. So nobody was talking about waves in two thousand ten, you know? And I get this thing and I'm like, what the heck is that? And and then the next vision was a side view of the wave, the the curling, cresting wave. And the message there uh was, you know, as the water pulls away from the shore and into the seabed to gain the energy to create the wave. The message was, you too should leave everything you know on the shore. Go into the wisdom of the earth. Go into those who know the wisdom of the earth, the ancient ones, the druids, the shaman. And that's where you get your information. And then you mix that with this new wave push thing and then that cresting wave instead of being a sea and just falling back into the ocean became a standing figure eight of flowing water and that's and there was no byline with that but that is how i first met the infinity wave and it just hung out in front of my my face for a couple of days until i sat down and started to uh try to figure it out but I, when Corey Good said, oh, yes, there are these massive waves coming, uh, and we're being protected from them, you know, from the intensity of them, um, I just, I just was blown away, because, yes, that's, that's what the prediction has been, so, needless to say, I have hung on his every
2: word, <laughs> and uh I find it all very fascinating. So let me I, ask I, you did cuz I've only seen two of them. I haven't seen all of them. Did he did Corey say anything about when these waves come to the planet, how they affect certain genetics or certain people born with certain, you know, attributes or did he go into any detail about how it affects people?
4: He just said that we are not ready for the level of upgrade that we would be receiving if they were not being buffered. And so what so, so what
2: uh, the galactics are saying here is that we're going to spoon feed you what we think you can handle. Is that right?
4: uh, no, I think it's more that um just really to protect everybody. Uh and 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 listen, we have some work to do because eventually those spheres are not going to be there. And they're going to let the waves flow. Uh, the, the 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 prediction from for to me was this is this is the upgrade. This is the evolutionary upgrade for everyone. Um, you know, I didn't know how it was going to look, except that there was some big wave, you know, wave evolutionary push coming, and and it would happen. I think we're being, I think we are being asked to prepare a little better so that we're ready for it. And I and the infinity wave is what is here to help us do that. That's why it was given. That's why the two were given together, I believe. Um, and, and every time that I teach it or share it or whatever, and, and I have to say, especially recently, I mean, the last six months, it's even more powerful. Every time I share it, people go, oh, yeah, I mean, like, they're way more ready and capable of putting it to use than than they were many years ago when we started. Certain people were using it back then, but now it's there's much more receptivity. Well, you might notice that you know in 2011 I did you know with my friend I we worked on these workshops and then and then in 2000 and all that year I looked everywhere for infinity signs in packaging and jewelry and all this stuff and I there was nothing out there because I knew it look if this thing is coming to me it's got to be in the collective and uh but as soon as January 2012 hit all of a sudden I start to see it all over the place it's in jewelry it's it's in tattoos it's it's everywhere because it is it's here to be used so just the geometry itself is filtering into the the consciousness of of the collective. Now, how we get to use it with this with the energetics of it. That's where it gets starts to get really interesting.
2: So, in the so, DNA that scientists look at underneath a microscope, they see these inf- these these uh, uh motions. Right through the D- the DNA shows this. Right.
4: Well the DNA is like a a twisted strand that looks if you took the infinity sign and you twisted it it yeah. would look like the DNA. Yes. 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 It it makes so much sense. I mean the other thing about it and the fact that it's moving. I mean remember we're living in a moving universe. Every single thing is moving. All the atoms are moving, everything's moving. So so why wouldn't we have a moving energetic? just makes sense. And and the other aspect of it when you when you see that it the shape you bow out for the circle and then you come in and then you bow out again and you come in. So this is a a beautiful pattern of expansion and contraction which the universe does. It's also from order into chaos order into chaos over and over and over which we know happens in nature all over the place so it's it to me it's the most natural micro macro geometry that actually shows us how this whole thing works and not to you know not to get too grandiose about it but um you know it it, it's simple it's 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 really pretty simple
2: you know sometimes the simplest things um you know, are are so magnificent, but you think, well, that's so simple, it can't be that magnificent, and yet it is. And You know, not too long ago, I discovered that water and salt, the combination of these two things, when you swim in the ocean, you feel so good, like it's resetting your body. So when you're taking salt baths, you're resetting your body your immune system you're resetting your your whole system is going whoopee up spiral up spiral up spiral that's what salt and water does together so you take salt and water and then the infinity wave and what do you have <laughs> <laughs>
4: pretty great well and i mean the thing is you can you can wave with the ocean with rivers with bodies of water you can wave your bathtub your salty bathtub which of course why wouldn't that feel the good because it's what we're made of we're made of salt water you know right. i mean it's just it, we're it's all of a piece and and the fact that it's water is not a mistake water gosh water carries so many properties and it is so many things and yet still so much we don't understand about it
2: it uh, carries life force
4: it does, yes, and it's and it is conscious, and uh you know, so now i I when I use water, I'm always thanking it, you know, even when I'm washing the dishes or taking a shower i'm 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 expressing my gratitude because that will imprint on the water, and that water goes down into pipes and into the ground and enlivens the ground if it's carrying gratitude with it. Dr. Emoto said that his favorite of all his, you know, his water molecules that he froze, his favorite design was gratitude. He, yeah, he thought that, that was if you had nothing else, if you just did that, you know, the world would change. If we all walked around imprinting gratitude on water, we'd all, sh- we'd all change. Everything right. would change. right. Yes, yeah, so I agree with you. It's so, the simplest things. We want to complicate it. <laughs> you know? And um, and really, it's pretty darn simple. So, so you're
2: taking a group, I think, now to, what, South Africa pretty soon? Uh, tell us about your trips.
4: Yes, I'm so excited. I'm taking a group to South Africa in March, and um, South Africa, it's, it, for people who haven't been there uh is 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 worth putting on your bucket list not only is it beautiful and, in all the traditional ways and it's it's got incredible wildlife um but there is a quality to the land that is pretty difficult to even describe it's a uh, it's 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 so alive it's so potent um, that you just it shifts a person just by standing there and 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 that land has enlivened the people, the plants, and the animals in a way that is pretty exquisite so once once one gets to South Africa uh there's a shift in the person, so for my trip, I am, am combining three things that are. Passions of mine, so the first one is to take us to the Blyde River Canyon, which is the third largest canyon in the world, and the really the only green canyon it's it 's very lush at the base of it, and the river makes has made some incredible form formations There they're like bathtubs and there there 's all kinds of stuff in the river, so we 're going to start there and it's close to Kruger National Park, which is a wildlife park the size of Rhode Island. And so we will get our river, our water time, and then we'll get our animal time and and there's other wonderful sightseeing to do because it's in these Blackensburg mountains. They're just gorgeous. Then we will travel to see the white lions of Timbavadi. Now these are very special animals, these are not albino lions. these are uh star beings uh as legend has it um, the native people and 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 not just the native people, but many believe that these these lions that had been prolific in Africa many many thousands of years ago and then died out uh started to just reappear. And the thinking was that, as with the white buffalo, when these white creatures start to reappear, it is a signal uh that we are in a changing time, and they are here to assist us. They have blue eyes, green eyes uh they are so incredible, and their majesty <laughs> is is not to be argued with i mean when they and they and they Come up to you. You're you're in a truck, but there's no rebar or anything between you and them. And uh, and if they look you in the eye, your first instinct is to bow your head. I mean, the sense of majesty and authority is so uh, in, instant. You know, um, they communicate uh, to some, and they. When I went in 2012, um, they very much gave me what I needed to be able to continue this walk with, this inf- with the infinity wave with a lot, I mean, as tried as it might sound, with a lot more courage. Um, so they are very special, and they are endangered, and Linda Tucker uh, is the lion shaman of the area, and uh, she has a beautiful sanctuary for them. So we will be with them for a couple of days, and then we go down to Durban on the coast where there is a fabulous orphanage called the Mothers of Peace Orphanage. And it's, uh, you know, it's a response to the devastation that occurred as a result of AIDS. And um, children were losing their parents and basically raising themselves in their little houses. And and it was just a, a really massive problem, as we all know what was to be done with all these orphaned children. Well in this particular case, the Mothers of Peace is uh, I just it's so ingenious the way they did it. They have they're on this really lovely property and uh they there are little houses and they're kind of all lined up together and in each house there is a mother who has raised her own family and uh now she comes and she stays and there they gather five or six children of various ages together, and that's now a new home. So they create a little family unit um, in the orphanage. So there are about 80 children there from infancy to age 18. And I have a dear friend who has been a huge proponent of theirs, and, and I've raised money for them and this and that. Now I finally get to go and meet the children, and I'm So excited, and the mothers. I can't wait to meet the mothers. They're magnificent people. So we will be doing some service uh, for them, uh, working on whatever painting, doing whatever they need us to do. And then we are taking the children on their first ever field trip. Into uh, they've never been on a field trip. So we've decided to take them to Durban and go to the Zulu Museum, which will show them their heritage in a very beautiful way. So that's what we're doing in oh, South Oh, my goodness.
2: So do you still have um, spaces for people to uh, go on the trip with you?
4: Um,
2: you know, maybe one
4: or two, but I'm pretty full up. Um, okay. Well, I'm we certainly to want
2: to report about this when you come back. That's for sure. Oh, I'd be, I'd be happy to tell you all about it. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, we're so happy that you uh, joined us tonight, and now I'd like to um, share uh, you with my co-host Ariel. Ariel, are you there?
0: Yes, I am.
2: Okay, and and maybe some people would like to uh, call in and talk to you. What we would you be willing to answer a few questions of people? Have questions tonight? Oh, of course. Be happy okay, to good. So, Hope, thank you so much for being our guest, and and thank you for uh, everything that you do, and especially for that great friend that you sent to me this past week. I love her so much. <laughs> okay. would uh, be great.
4: <laughs> yes, you're yes.
2: welcome. So, to you, Ariel.
0: Okay. Well, I would just like to tell our listeners that, if you are already called into the switchboard, you'll need to press 1 so that we know you want to come on the air with a question. And Hope has graciously agreed to um, to use her dowsing skills. If you have a simple question, uh, maybe you need help with a little decision or something, or even a big decision. So you'll need to just press 1 on your uh, keypad. Now, if you're listening on the computer, then you have to call in uh and call 917-889-8292 and then press 1 once you're on our switchboard. And we actually have our our first caller about ready to come out of the screening room and we'll be talking to him. I recognize the phone number in in just a minute, but I hope this this information that you are bringing to the public is so powerful and as you said so simple and i remember that you told a story um the last time you were here about an instance where you used the wave in a very positive way when a um a friend was in surgery
4: yes yes
0: could you uh, um, kind of tell that story again um briefly sh- sure
4: sure so uh, basically it was about uh this friend Getting ready to have surgery, and she had um come ac- compiled a list of things that she would wanted the anesthesiologist to say as she was going under and then when she was coming out, so that she would be programming her subconscious mind to heal better and um so we were already you know she had her gown on her her she was all ready to go into the operation, and all we were waiting for was the anesthesiologist to come in. And so this this woman came in with a very unusual surgical cap on her head and a clipboard and a crook of her arm. And she walked across the on the other side of the bed from where I was sitting and with her eyes never looking up at, at her patient, she said, okay, we're going to be operating on this and that and blah, 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 blah. And she just starts rattling off all this medical ease and um, – I was thinking, gee, you know, because my friend was nervous, of course, and and I, she was clutching her paper, you know, with the things she'd written down and getting kind of a little shaky because there was no contact with this doctor. So as I was sitting there, I thought, you know, I don't really like this picture. I want a different picture. And so just not even with thinking about it, I just like threw a big old infinity wave at her, kind of like a p- Almost like a, uh, 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 I don't know how to describe it except to say it was like a bomb. It was like a boom right out of my solar plexus. And at the same time, I said, I like your hat. Very simply like that. Well, the woman's head popped up, did not look at me, looked at my friend and said, are you ready to do this surgery today? I am going to take such good care of you. Oh, what do you have? Is that what you want me to say to you for you when you go under that? I love to do that for people. And she just... Completely changed in a nanosecond. She she had received the wave, <laughs> shall we say? And the thing, I mean, it it took me by surprise because I didn't until that moment realize how powerful this could be in a moment like that. And and I just want to draw attention to two things. One is I didn't set up in my mind the picture I wanted to see. I didn't say, gee, I really want her to be more conversational or anything like that. I just left it open for the wave to make it happen, whatever that was going to be. I I sat back and allowed, and I'm saying that for a reason because we tend to – you know, get very caught up in our intentions, and there's nothing wrong with intention, but sometimes our intentions can be limiting. When I leave it to the wave, the wave takes care of it. And the second piece is that love and compassion in a powerful form is going to benefit no matter who you give it to. So don't worry about asking permission or this and that. If the person truly can't handle it, it'll just, like water, split and divide and run around them. It, it will It will not, you know, overwhelm them. But most people are dry sponges and could really use a good dose of love and compassion, as this woman could. And as soon as she received it, she raised up to her best self. And And I know that she was much happier for the rest of the day. <laughs> she certainly was a completely different human being than who walked in the door. So that's just that's an a example.
0: Great, yeah. Yes, it's a great example. So um, we're going to bring our our first caller on uh, with a question, and we're going to be talking to Ralph. And uh, let me get your mic open. Hello, Ralph. It's so good to hear from well,
1: you. Well, it's, it's great to be on the program. Thank you very much. It's a pretty uh, interesting uh, guest, and I'm glad to get this information relatively new to me and it just brings up a lot of um questions I, I just want to condense them down to maybe a couple if I can. Is that okay? Okay, go ahead. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um okay thanks. That. Uh so hope um the the um a consciousness of water uh, that you talked about and I think Dr. Emoto talked uh that that was really significant work that he did on the on the water, and I really got in touch with what he was doing with that um but the consciousness of of this water that you uh, perceive in the figure eight is is it um is this kind of channeled um information from the tenth dimension is that what you said uh,
4: it arrived in my consciousness and I later discovered that yes it it was from the tenth dimension uh until that time, I had not been regularly uh channeling at that level, but because of what had happened to me immediately preceding these visions, I guess I was now ready for that kind of information and and information that filled in the blanks about what it was continued to flow uh from then on uh but at that time it was fresh and i really didn't know <laughs> you know but uh so yes it is channeled i should say um and yet it's available to everybody and informs other people so it's not like it's precious to me if if you will
1: okay yeah um i don't know i just kind of I'm, i thought that's what you said and i, I have a, a kind of um Kind of, kind of a suspicion about channeled information. Because I don't, and I'm just wondering, and I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not so uh, in terms of being from the light, but I'm just wondering how can you be sure this it's not from trickster energy stage to um, hijack the intended effects of the waves from the central sun?
4: I, I am so happy that you asked that, Ralph, because when these things started to happen to me, uh, I I have been, in the past, I have been a doubter of channeling myself, not because I don't think there isn't bona fide information that comes through some people, but because I believe that we are all filters. We can't help but be somewhat filtered being in this density. Um, and so, you know, the degree to which a person has... The, the clearest channel possible. Well, you just don't meet those people every day. It's not that they don't exist. It's just that I think right. they're rare. So the last thing in the world that I wanted to think was that I was channeling. Believe me, <laughs> it took a lot of convincing. Here's what I did. Because I was such a doubter about it, um, and I I stood back kind of scientifically and watched. The next nine months, ten months, to see what the effect was of the of the infinity wave. So here's what happened. Um, at the time, I was working with my dear friend Jan, and uh, she was helped me to every week sit down and receive uh, a practice. I, I didn't know that was what was going to come out. But the, I was told very clearly through my dowsing that I was to set up workshops in 2011, one a month, one weekend a month, and um, and I said, but what am I going to teach? And they said, we'll tell you. Well, now this pretty much terrified me. Uh, I, I I went ahead and booked a room and paid for it, and I had no idea what I was teaching. Uh, that was very uncomfortable, even though I've been a teacher in the past, but I didn't know what I was doing. And also, who am I to teach in the spiritual world, even though I've been on this path for a long, long time, but, you know, <laughs> I didn't feel like I was ready to be a teacher, let's put it that way. So every week I would sit down with Jan, and, and in would come what turned out to be a practice. And uh, and so by the end of January, my first, you know, the first workshop, I had three practices, and I I conducted them, and I strung together a story of, you know, a, kind of a context about evolution, and then I sat back and waited to either be carted to the loony bin, or something would happen that was positive, and by gum by golly, you know, people reported that there were all these positive changes in their lives. Most importantly, I would say that their joy quotient went way up. Now, we had, you know, a month between each workshop, and I was like, "Okay, but let's see if it stands the test of time because everybody feels good when they're together for a weekend, you know, doing energy work. Mm-hmm. What can be wrong with that?" Well, sure mm-hmm. enough, the 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 changes, the joy maintained itself and continued to unravel and spool out in these beautiful ways that in our, with our human minds, we probably couldn't have figured out or determined, but something was definitely changing. We were all evolving, and and I hung out for those nine months, and I just watched this whole thing. I watched it affect people. I watched it last, and finally, uh, you know, I said, you know what, this is is something. Uh, I think I can believe this. So, Mm -hmm. I and and you know the other thing that I do, Ralph, because I still am, you know, I like to stay humble in this. Uh, with my dowsing rods, I ask for the degree of clarity that I am in when I'm dowsing for a client. Let's say, uh, you know, am I am I am I getting ten percent clarity, twenty percent, thirty percent, et cetera, and and these days I'm not happy unless I'm over 95%. Now, does that mean I'm infallible? No. But it means that what I have figured out a way to do is to get myself out of the way as much as possible so that I am really as hollow a container to receive whatever the person needs as as humanly possible. So because I really care about the integrity of what I say or what is said through me I should say. And uh that's everything to me. So um so I have these little checks and balances that I do to make sure that I'm that I'm coming from the clearest place I can.
1: Oh, okay. well that's great. Um uh you know you, you mentioned uh, some things about Corey Good um and I think that too he's um really uh exposing some really great information at at, at first i was uh, when he was calling himself good e t or something I was kind of skeptical but after really listening to him for a while, I think that he's uh, kind of a genuine um genuine person and um the information he has about the waves uh, by the way do you know that he's um he and um uh, who's the moderator?
4: Uh,
1: David. 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 Uh, going. They, they, they're going to have um, some public um, um, forums. They're going on no. the road. No. Uh,
4: oh, well, I know they're doing some question and answer thing, but no, I didn't know beyond that.
1: Yeah. For so long, he was kind of um, incognito, but now he's uh, he's out, and they're even going <laughs> taking the show on the road. So that's going to be interesting. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I have one last um, thing. You mentioned uh, your trip to South Africa and um, some of the things that are going on there. I'm um, somewhat familiar with, and, uh, and I don't know if you know about the devastating, you kind of touched on it, the devastating um, things that are going on with the populace uh, as far as um, the uh, um, genetic, genetic-specific Diseases that have been invented for them, um, in, including the Ebola and and even uh, the uh, onset of uh, the AIDS and so forth, that's been depopulating the population there. Uh, this is not just you know um, specific to South Africa, but all of Africa. I don't know if you know there's a kind of a conspiracy against that continent to depopulate it. But anyway, I, in your in your by the way, that's conspiracy theory. <laughs> anyway in your yes, trip I
4: I've, I've heard it.
1: Yeah, in, in your trip, um I was, I was just wondering, um, had you planned on um um introducing this uh, on, a, on a introducing this um infinitive wave uh kind of technology to the people that you come in contact with there to help them with um
4: uh they're kind of uh, um, I would l- welcome the opportunity to do that you know um it's it's pretty future oriented technology uh i I trust that people can um anybody can use it absolutely it's just a willingness to try it out. Um, but I definitely want to share it with the children and the orphanage children get this without a, a second, you know, hesitation. They they like, oh, that's fun. Okay, we'll do that. And uh, and so that I feel like I could do. Um, and you know, I will, I will, I will teach it wherever I'm <laughs> invited. So uh, yeah, very much. I I and and you know I. I, I basically give it away because I feel like it's it's a gift to me and it's a gift to share. I've, I've been given a mission to share it. So um, that's okay. what I'm doing.
1: Okay, well, fantastic. Uh, you know, I, I just want to receive you a really great um, uh, human being. I really appreciate you um, kind of showing up. And thanks for sharing this um, great uh, technology. I want to investigate it further. So thank you very much.
4: Thank you, Ralph. Nice to talk with you. Thanks,
1: Ralph,
0: and it's always good to hear from you. Bye-bye. Bye. So um, I just want to tell people <clears throat> that are listening that it seems that the um, the software here um, with Mercury Retrograde, I've seen uh, several people that just got dropped off the switchboard and uh, we're sorry about that, but not too much we can do. But please do call back in. Uh, we're going to talk to Josh next. and I, I think he did drop off, but thanks for calling back in, Josh. I'm going to open – oh, my gosh, where'd you go? Okay, you – oh, there he is. <laughs> I thought, man, as soon as I said that, you dropped off. Hi, Josh, thanks so much for calling back in after you, the mercury retrograde kicked you off the switchboard. So you are I
5: on the Hi. <laughs> oh, I am. Hi everyone. Hi guys. How are okay. you?
0: We're doing great. So if you have a question for Hope, she'll be willing to uh, uh talk with you now.
5: Yes, yeah, so hope my question is just basically how do you stay positive in a world so negative? And I always struggle between what's real, what's fake, um and what's good and what's bad. Like uh I'm sure you guys know about GMOs and uh pollution in the air. Like I look at a tree and I'm like, is it a GMO? Is like I'm like, are mosquitoes or robots or the animals? It's like I've lost my faith. I've lost my hope. Uh just the world's so negative and no one really around me understands how I feel or my perspective. So it's nice to finally meet people and talk to people who do understand. But that's just my main struggle and my main question is how to stay positive. Josh,
4: that is the number one issue for everybody, and thank you for bringing it up. We don't always, uh, light worker people like us don't always like to talk about it because maybe it makes us look weak or something like that. But yeah, people I, think you're crazy
5: give, or, yeah, yes, yeah.
4: Yeah, so I give you a lot of credit for for bringing it up, and the reason you're bringing it up is because how important it is to maintain uh, a sense of faith and a sense of trust and of hope. It is vital to our human experience. So, yeah. I want you to know that I have my days that are challenging, also. So you're not alone. And what I do is I basically go into the the, the things I know. There, you know, there isn't a whole lot that we say we can say we know with a capital K, but when I close my eyes, I put myself either in a meditation or in in the infinity wave, and I welcome that bath of love and compassion. I settle into another level of knowing okay it's 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 comforting it's like it's like honey pouring over me, and I go yeah. into the earth I go into nature. I even if I'm inside, I imagine that I am in nature. I ground down into the earth below, and i and I open myself above, and I connect up with that other world that is existing side by side with us all the time, yeah, okay, so that's one simple thing that I do. I do other things like I make sure I don't listen to the radio or get, you know, get into the news for a yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's
4: okay? something but that I I will I'm go trying. 2 weeks. I'll go for 2 weeks with with no news because or just enough I I we all, we can't help but get the news, right? It's going to come one way or yeah. another, but I don't I don't give it a lot of time. Uh I I have to keep myself protected to a certain degree. Now I've um, um, so what I what I the other thing is to remember is that when we start a downward spiral of hopelessness and despair that is normal given some of the information that we are receiving in in our world today it's normal
5: yeah i've slowly now started to wake to be, up
4: yeah, and it's uh it's
5: it's like a cannonball, and it sort of makes it. I'm still so happy to know the truth, but it's also like depressing. Like this is really how the world is, and it, it's. But uh, you know, I'm happy to be on the other side of it, you know. And you know, like you say, just close your eyes and imagine nature. And that's one thing that is hard for me because I live in Florida, and every there's like there's like big carnivores, and everywhere swampy, and like I was saying earlier, no one really lives around me. He was a star seed or. No metaphysical, no psychics, no people into quantum physics or, you know, because we live in a matrix and it's all about math. And even our DNA is like an infinity sign, like you were saying. It's all, you know, it's all a trap, basically. And uh, um, I've so been slowly Josh, getting into...
4: A- yeah? I'm going to interrupt you here just because we can... Uh-oh. <clears throat>
5: I'm Hang on, I'm a here a on hang on a
0: second, Josh. <laughs> Sounds like Mercury retrograde. I'm going to do the same thing I did before to try to bring her back.
5: Wow.
0: Hope does are you this there? usually
5: happen? <laughs> no, yep.
0: no, no. Are you there, Hope? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah that that little quirk happened again. So we didn't hear. Uh, could you start that reply to sure. Josh over again, please?
4: Sure, sure. So thank you. So Josh, the. Uh, the tendency for us is to uh take all this information when we start to wake up and it is vast the amount of information there is and we we tend to go oh my gosh and and it it can be very destabilizing it can Definitely. be so here's the thing to remember two things one is the shape of the infinity sign okay it and the fact that it's moving so you're in a particular relationship to this information. If you put yourself, you look at the 8 and you imagine where you are on the 8. You know, are you are you just beginning to get to the rounded part of, of one of the bubbles, one of the 8 bubbles, right? You're just getting information, you're just starting to expand, right? remember mm-hmm. you're going to keep moving around this you're going to get more and more information and then you're going to contract and you're going to take all of this and you're going to go inside and you're going to be able to become still with all of it not not hanging in any story either the 3D story or the or the multidimensional story you're just going to get very still okay and come to some kind of knowing within yourself so then, and this could take weeks, years, months, whatever. I don't know how, how fast your <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know how fast your trajectory is moving, but it is moving. So try not to think uh, that it's either this or that, because that is the dualistic world of 3D. The, the That's my issue. Yeah, because the I, my boyfriend. World,
5: yeah, my boyfriend always yells at me because I always question everything. And he's like, you can't question everything. He's like, you can analyze it, but God's all-knowing. God, as an a broad term, the universe, energy, all that, you know? And, like, that's my main issue is, like, I just don't know. I don't even know what's good or bad. That's the thing. And, like, I don't want to, like, you know, I've been into the Bible recently and, like, how the Bible – I've never like the Bible, but I've, I'm looking at it from a metaphysical point of view and all of it makes sense to me. Um I don't know. I just I, I, I like believe in everything but believe in nothing. I'm unique but yeah. I'm one with the universe. I'm just a double edged sword right. and, and I feel like that's how the world is, like the infinity sign, like the yin and yang, like you know, how you you can't have good if you don't know what bad's like, you know, and it's you know
4: So so um, Josh so Josh, all of those things that are seeming to be opposites one another so mm-hmm. so when we're in 3D, they feel very far apart. They feel kind of extremely opposite. When you place mm-hmm. the infinity wave, the moving infinity wave on the – remember we talked about balance earlier in the call? When you yeah. place the moving infinity wave on those two op- seemingly opposite things, the water starts to blend the two into a place where you can sit with both. You don't have to, it's it's not either or, it's yes and. It's yes, the, the world is doing this and the world is doing that. It's yes, yin, and yang. It is not either or. It's not all illusion or only 3D. It's a combination. Everything is in a continuum of yes, and. Everything is and. nothing
5: and nothing is everything, right?
4: Yeah, pretty much. You know, That's it's, a thing. It's,
5: There's like no answer. Everything's a contradiction, but everything is so just let it yes, be. Just like you yes, know. Yes.
4: Yes. So, so your job is to become comfortable with not knowing, and with everything being on in in the same pool. Everything being on the same. You know, everything is on the continuum. Your job is to get comfortable and relaxed with that. And happy with yourself in the moment that you're in, with the things that are in your life, with the blessings that you have. Don't concentrate on all the things you don't have. Concentrate on the things you do have and just learn to be present and accepting of the moment, regardless of all the stuff that's going on. You know, the way I think about all of these, all of these issues is just about anything. Is there all a story? And, and each story is like a, a helium balloon, right? And we're hanging on to all these strings with all these helium balloons up above us. And they're, they're all these stories. They some contradict, some don't. Some are this, some are that. Even stories about who I was in a past lifetime, or you know, all of that. Well, it's just they're just interesting thought bubbles. They're stories we don't we can let them go anytime we want to if they're really becoming a problem or we can hang on to them and pull them down every now and then and look at them and admire that pretty balloon and then send it back up it doesn't have to dictate our state okay our state is is separate it can be it can be contained and full and hopeful it depends on what you wish to have in that state. Right? You're just holding on to the stories. They're not necessary. you're not digesting them. You're just holding them while you are in the state that you're in. So
5: All right. you, uh,
4: does that make any sense to you?
5: It makes perfect sense actually. It feels so good to hear that. I like my heart is beating so fast and now it's like slowed down. Um now, I have another issue. Um, how do you guys, How do you guys like, let people, how do you guys help people? Because I never try to help people or tell them, or, be, like, if I, like, tell them to eat organic soup, they think I'm a know-it-all, but I'm coming from a place of love, and, like, you know, I've done my research, and I want to share my knowledge with other people, but, like, you know, I feel like Martin Luther King did it so easily, and he had a following, and, like, I would die for a good cause, but I feel like no one ever wants to listen to me, but like, how are you? I don't want to push my beliefs on anyone. But there are, you know, the world isn't what it seems. That I want people to realize that. I don't want people to be in a matrix and a bubble. Um, that's another. issue. Well, I, just, Josh, I don't know how many people can listen.
4: Josh, you know that that is one of the challenges, and and I think as you go along, here's what you can ask for, okay? Because you're you're working with a team. You've got you've got guides. You've got angels. You've got a team with you.
1: So
4: <laughs> learn to talk to them. Yeah, of course. And get a divination tool. Okay, I use dowsing rods, but you can use a pendulum, you can use Yijing, you can use divination cards, to row, whatever. Get a tool and start to work with it. And All as right. you work with it as you work with it, you can ask you start with simple questions that don't have a lot of high risk involved. Like, you know, would this be a good day for me to go to the beach? And if it says yes, then you go to the beach and you walk on the beach. If it says no, ask for the day that you should go. Should I go Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, et cetera? And you just, once you start to take action based on the information you're getting, you're telling, you're broadcasting to your team and your higher self, I'm listening, I'm paying attention, and I'm following. And that what happens is you start to build this relationship with your your higher self and your guide that, that that will put you in very good stead when the questions get more complicated and higher risk. And you can say, I, I really would love to have discernment about who to share my information with and when to share my information. And you can get your divination tool out and say, is this a person I might – I should share my opinions with about organic food. And your divination tool will tell you yes or no. Okay,
1: that's
4: a good Yeah, and over time, you will start to know without asking your divination tool. You'll become more and more refined at paying attention so that it's not all about you trying to save the world, which, hey, God bless you and thank you. However... If people aren't ready to be saved, it doesn't help them and it doesn't help you. So yeah, you can't help someone who doesn't want to that, help
5: themselves.
4: So. That's right. So, you, so it's discernment that you're really asking for, and you work with your guide team to show you the way, and then and just keep checking with your divination tool until you until you get a good sense of it.
5: All right, and you were talking about DNA earlier, too. Now, what's your feelings about, like, do you think, like, GMOs alter our DNA? The frequency they play television and music alters our DNA. Do you think we should stay away from that stuff? Do you think it sort of doesn't matter in the whole scheme of things? Because, you know, there's a big, big satanic story going on from what I've researched. Uh, Well, I'll tell you
4: what, I'll just leave it at this, Okay. I don't eat GMO food and I don't uh watch television and I don't do a lot of things that normal mainstream people might do because I not because I uh, again it's a story it's a b- story balloon I'm holding and uh all I'm saying is I'm not going to buy into that and get all crushed by it but I am going to make decisions that I believe are in my highest good um,
5: now, all right, do you live, like, my biggest dream is just to, like, have a farm and be self-sustainable and live like the Amish or the Native Americans, but, like, I, I'm afraid that, like, the government's going to come over and spray pesticides on my crops or, you know, uh, kill me. You know, I'm just scared of the world, and that's how they control you, and, like, you know, they control you by fear. I just don't know. I still struggle well, with that positive. Well, you just thing. said
4: it, Josh. You You just said it. Fear is the biggest enemy of all of our, uh, all of us. Fear will keep, if there is an agenda, it is to make you afraid. So the best thing you can do is determine not to be afraid. The best mm-hmm. thing you can do is to say, you know what, I might be afraid of this, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that is what the Lions did for me. And wherever you need to get your courage from, go and find it. Uh, if it's Martin Luther King who, what a perfect person to to get a message of courage from go to go to him read his
5: work I, who I, you know no, gonna, and, and i just want to say just an example of how i overthink and how i overanalyze things like Martin Luther King. I'm always like, well, was he real? What if they? What if he worked for the Illuminati? What if he was just like doing reverse psychology because he was black? What if it was all a plan? But like, I can't. I can't get worked up because I will never know because I wasn't there, you know. So I can't. You just gotta take everything like a grain of salt, right? You can't. My, I'm with my boyfriend. He always tells me I overthink. I overanalyze. Him and I always fight because I'm like. He bought a car, and I'm like, don't buy a car. We can walk. We live close to work. We can save money to buy a tiny home and a farm. And, like, he yells at me because, again, it's like organic food is more expensive, but cheap food is cheaper. They just, like, they, they get you. They trap you. Like, marijuana is well, illegal, but did you ever remember voting for pharmaceuticals? You know, they just trick you, you know. It's just its a scary world.
4: Josh, you have to just, you really have to find... Some peace within it, regardless of of what is presenting itself so whatever you, won't be, is, you, I just need focus. you have to find a way through meditation, through quieting yourself, through training your brain to 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 say something else to it, because right now you know the things that are being said to your to your mind and to every cell in your body is 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 panic making you panic. And it and, is, and not like not I can't I don't un-
5: about... Okay. Go ahead. I'm...
4: <laughs> so I'm just going to I'm going to finish up because I think there are other people on the line, but but I just ultimately, Josh, it's up to you what you choose to feed yourself, both physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You go and create the perfect menu for yourself on all four levels and with the intention of quieting yourself and finding some peace. And from there, you can make the other decisions that you need to make. If you choose to try the infinity wave, I can tell you that it is one of the most peaceful energetics you can uh, ever feel. And so if you just put it in your body or wrap yourself from head to toe in the infinity wave – uh and and, try that out for a while, I think you'll find that that your whole system will calm down,
5: yeah, and, I did it earlier, and i I did the for wave earlier, like you said, and I felt like the a c got turned on in my body. That's like the only way I could describe it. It was so weird, just like how I say imagination's a powerful tool you are you are your God, you are your world, you make what you want, just like what you were saying. That's my thing. and yeah. sometimes I just look negative um but uh, all right. Thank you. Well, um, I wish I wanna... you
4: so much luck. Thank I wish you. you so much luck, and 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 be well.
5: All right. Thank you.
0: Thanks for calling, Josh.
5: Bye-bye. Thank you, guys.
0: So, you know, I think there were probably a lot of people that that feel um, similarly because, especially sensitive people, um, because we want so much for a better world. But it really has to start with us individually
4: that's so true so, i, I yeah. yes I agree
0: so um, we had another caller that seems to have um not dropped off but just hung up so um I want to recap just a little bit so people know how to find you. Your website is w e Um, hyphen infinity dot com. Is that wave energy? Is that what the W-E is for?
4: That's it.
0: (laughs) Okay, that was a good guess. So it's W-E hyphen infinity dot com. And um, through that website, people can keep up with what you're doing, where you're going, um, classes that you may be offering. Uh, Do you do online work and, and long distance work as well?
4: Oh, yes. Yes, both on Skype and phone.
0: Okay, so you are available, and uh, we really encourage everyone to try out this this technique because it is very powerful and quite simple, and finding peace within ourselves is job one, <laughs> because you can't do much for the world if you can't do it for yourself. And we thank you so much for um sharing your time, your energy, your wisdom with our audience. And, um, Lavendar, do you have any um, comments that you'd like to make before I wrap it up?
2: I'm here. I'm here.
3: Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I had my
2: walkabout, and then I had to run in here to the other phone. Oh. I'm sorry. Okay. That's it. No, well, I was just wrapping hope it up. it very... Uh, energizing for us to think about the infinitive wave and I hope that everyone that's listening will at least try it and um and go on your website um starseeds and 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 look at Hope's website and and uh, and see if there's something there that you can pass on to others and use for yourself. So thank you everyone for listening to us tonight and back to you R.E.L.
0: Thank you so much and hope thanks for joining us. And when you um when you get back from South Africa, please come on again and let us know. I know there's going to be some miraculous things happening. We want to hear about the children.
4: Oh yes, I'd be so um, I'll be very excited to share. And I'll have some pictures that I'll I'll you can put up on the on the page. Oh great. Great. Yes. Yeah. So
0: thank you so much for being with us. And on behalf of everyone here at Starseed Radio Academy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. And remember, one more week and Mercury goes direct, so it'll be a lot easier for everybody. And with that, have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.